talk to you about um, processing. As I listen to um, some of the feedback to the seminars and, and to some of you individually, and I began to pray and ask the Lord where he wanted us to go tonight, I hope we found the direction that he wants. But I wanted to talk about how you process the events in your life. And I have to tell you, as an elder, and I've shared this story with um, one or two, so I apologize if you've heard this story, but the challenge as a minister standing up here is not knowing how you'll process what you said. Now, we have a lot of different groups here. We have the young people. We have the people who aren't young people. I won't look that way for fear of offense, but we have all types of ages, all types of people here tonight. So who knows if my words will be processed correctly. I don't know how you'll receive them. I don't know how you'll take them through your mind. So I have no idea. One of the first times I ever was aware of people processing things just a little different than I thought, I, we had just moved to LaGrange, Kentucky, 10 years ago. Um, Aubrey, I think, was five years old at the time. And we had just moved and uprooted my children from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and transplanted them in LaGrange, Kentucky. Now just let that soak in for a while. Florida, Kentucky. So it had been about a year of just adjusting to um, three or four teeth, things like that for the kids. And, and I came home one day, and it was shocking, but just the whole culture changed. It was shocking. And I came home one night, and there was an opportunity up in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's where Brother Chuck Maddox was, and some of uh, my other closest friends in the church. That's where we were fellowshipping at the time. And my company had just come to me and talked to me about moving to Cincinnati and taking a job up there. Everything about it was right. And we had made it a matter of prayer. But at this point, all I was doing is delivering the message to see how it would be processed at home. So we were sitting at the dinner table one night, and I said to my family, after they all sat down, I said, I want to talk to you just for a moment and tell you what's going on at work. Said, just recently, my boss has approached me and talked to me about moving from LaGrange to Cincinnati and take over that region. My family looked at me for a while, and I noticed Aubrey more than anyone else who looked crestfallen. Five years old, four years old, she looked devastated. And I thought, you know, you start to wonder, you, you try, I'm going to psychoanalyze this, I'm going to put her on the couch, I'm going to walk her through everything, we're going to get her healthy again, I have no idea what she's going to say. So I say, Aubrey, and I'm thinking, she must have friends here, now I'm going to pull her away from those friends, she's going to have separation issues, I'm just thinking in my head, oh, we got all kinds of problems developing this fiber. I said, Aubrey, what's the matter, sweetheart? So sincere. She looked at me and she said, Dad, we're really going to miss you. <laughs> From God's mouth to, Clark, to Aubrey's ear, to Aubrey's mouth to my ear, we stayed in LaGrange, I understood. <clears throat> So tonight, I'm not sure how you'll process what I'm going to say. The same time, as I went from person to person today, I heard a similar flavor. And so, where I'm going to talk to you tonight is how we process and how God processes. And it's not always the same. 
what it can be if we set our hearts and our minds right. For those of you who like to read and follow along, I'm going to be in Alma 32. There were people at this time who were the builders. Um, and they had worked with their hands and worked to support the building of a, a church. And um, were the lesser thans, if you will. I don't know who that is in your mind. It's not that important. But they were the lesser thans at this time. <clears throat> in the front end of 32, it says that... Um, I'll just read some to you. If you don't mind me reading a few verses, I'll just read some. We're really going to focus on one verse, but it builds uh, pretty well if I read it to you. came to pass as they did go forth and began to preach the word of God unto the people, entering into their synagogues and into their houses. Yea, even if they did preach the word in the streets. It came to pass, after much labor among them, they began to have success among the poor class of people. And they, behold, they were cast out of the synagogues because of the coarseness of their apparel. Now, these were people who were already downtrodden. These were people who were the lesser thans already. Maybe the thought is, can it get any worse? Well, the way it got worse is they were pushed out of the building. They were pushed out of the church. Therefore, they were not permitted to enter into their synagogues to worship God, being esteemed as filthiness. And I don't want you to key in on, on the event itself, but I want you to draw an analogy to the events of your life. Yea, they were esteemed by their brethren as dross, therefore they were poor as to the things of this world, and also they were poor in heart. As Alma was teaching, separate picture, as Alma was teaching somewhere else, and speaking unto the people on the hill in Ida, there came to him the multitude of him unto him, who were of these that we were speaking. These same people who were just kicked out of the church now come to the leader of the church, Alma, with their problem. Now I'm going to jump down to five. And they came to Alma, the one who was the foremost among them, and said unto him, Behold, what shall these my brethren do? For they are despised of all men because of the, their poverty. Yea, more especially by our priests. They've sent one man forward, the speaker for them. The one that they esteem highest. They send them to Alma to plead their case. Looking for his sympathy. Looking for his empathy looking for him to open the doors of the church again and let them in, maybe even punish the people in charge. For they have cast us out of the synagogues which we have labored abundantly to build with our own hands. We were the ones who built this, and now they kick us out. And they have cast us out because of exceeding poverty, and we have no place to worship our God. And behold, what shall we do? Now today, as I listened to a couple of you, and as I heard reports from seminars, I heard this. But I heard it in a whole different form. These are people most discouraged. Their case was that they were poor and kicked out of their church. Your case was that there was sickness in your family. Your case was that you've lost your job. Your case is that your parents have divorced. Your case is your friends despise you, and you feel an outsider. You feel lost. And I heard that seminars from left to right, 
We're praying for the saints of God. And I find such joy in that. But how do we process the circumstances of our life? Do we allow those circumstances to take us down? And then when life gets good, take us back up? And then when life gets tough, take us back down? How do we process the events of our life? We who are the church of Jesus Christ. See, we get in this group right here. How many? 500 and stuff? And we feel so strong. We can do anything. We said, let's go out and, and take this world. We do it as long as we can do it all together. Because we feel so strong right now. But how does the evil one take us apart? One by one by one by one. Never on a Sunday morning when we're surrounded by saints. Always on a Tuesday afternoon, 3.14 in the afternoon. There's no one around us. Discouragement. Doug, we've decided to sever our relationship. In the words I heard recently. And I thought to myself, as my company told me that, I don't know who we is, I didn't vote on this one. <laughs> but I didn't get a vote. 3.15 in the afternoon. Where was Ricky Scallion when I needed him? He was out in, in Virginia. Where were any of you? And I realized afterwards you were praying, but at that moment I was by myself, stand alone. As each of you are, when discouragement comes, are we strong enough as individuals to withstand? How do we process this information? I'm going to read you the next verse. This is where we're going to focus. Naoma, as a spiritual leader at that time, has a couple choices here. Psychologists from one coast to the other, I'm certain, would say to acknowledge the pain, validate what they're going through, let them know that you understand. Let's see how he does. Now when Elma heard this, he turned him about, his face immediately towards him. Now I want you to get a visualization of this. It says he turned him about, his face immediately towards him. I read that as that he took this fellow who was speaking for the people and turned him about, facing him face to face. He wanted eye-to-eye -eye contact. He wanted his full focus, his full attention. Wonderful. So far, he's doing great. And he beheld with great joy. This man is at his lowest. This man is a beaten man. This man is at his weakest moment. And Alma beheld with great joy. For he beheld that their afflictions had truly humbled them, and that they were in a preparation to hear the word. See, we get so focused on our problems and our pain, 
that we wonder, why isn't God paying attention to me? And I believe he chuckles when we do that. Because he's saying, you've got it completely opposite. I'm paying full attention to you. It's you who wasn't paying attention to me all this time. But now, we have your attention. Now, you're ready to hear the word. Now, you're ready to repent. I was so aware of my success. I was so aware of everything I had accomplished at my job site. Up until the time that they said, we'd like to sever our relationship. Then I was aware it was no longer equal. And where did that drive me? Straight to my knees. Lord said, now, now you're ready to hear the Lord. And I believe he beheld me as I, as I drove home in a quandary. What am I going to do? I got a daughter who's going to go to college next year. I got babies to feed. All I kept picturing in my mind was this little nest of people at home. My wife, my daughters, my little boy with their little beaks in the air, waiting to be fed. <laughs> I'm reaching lint out of my pocket. I have nothing. I don't have a job anymore. And as I'm going home, tears, Lord, what do I do? He beheld me with great joy. Because I was in preparation to hear the word. Sure, he said, I know it's important to you, but I don't care what you do for a living. And now I wonder, does he have our attention? Are you ready to hear the word? You can connect with the GMBA on YouTube, all major podcast platforms, and Instagram. There are links in the description. Make sure to like and subscribe, leave a comment, and share this with someone you know. Thank you.